Hello, hello, my dears. Welcome to the Reality Roots podcast. My name is Hillary. I'm so happy to be here with you today, although I am pretty sick. I think I've said it every episode, but I am 34. A lot of people say that once you're 30s, you know, you get, I think, pretty much over 30. The hangovers kick in, and for me, they still happen, which is great. I'm happy that I don't get hungover, of course. But <laughs> it seems that anytime I do drink, I get sick. Just my immune system, I guess, can't do it anymore. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. And I understand, you know, say last time this happened, I went out to like an engagement party. A lot of people are sick right now. It's winter. I I get it. That's understandable. This time, I swear to you, I drank by myself with my husband in my own house. I didn't go out at all. And I still got a fucking cold. And that's some bullshit. I don't even know how that happened. God damn it. But I'm sorry. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. I sound probably a little bit weird. I'll try not to cough or be too gross on the podcast. I feel pretty gross. Merry Christmas, by the way. It's, well, it's December 27th right now, so I've missed it. But that's why I was drinking. And that's why I'm gross. Because I spent like also two days just eating my own body weight and sugar and different types of delicious shit. But it's a new year almost, so we'll work on that. (laughs) We'll tighten that back up in the new year, say. Well, this week, uh, the episode we're going to talk about is Ricky Lake. I felt very traumatized. I still feel traumatized about that last Jenny Jones episode. And I wasn't even on the show, so God bless Sherilyn and Sunny, because that was fucking insane. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) sorry. So this week I went for Ricky Lake. It was better. I guess it was like, it it was a lot less stressful. I'll say that. I didn't feel as stressed out as I did about Jenny Jones. That was very stressful. Ricky Lake was fine. It was like pablum. It was low stakes. It was kind of stupid. (laughs) It was fine. I don't know if it'll make for as good an episode or not. I mean, I'll be calmer about it, so I probably won't be speaking at like a thousand miles an hour. I think that'll be good. This episode is called Let Me Warn You About My Ex. (laughs) Even Ricky kind of starts it off. Ricky seems very sweet, by the way. She doesn't seem like Jenny Jones. Jenny Jones was a cold, judgmental bitch. Ricky Lake seems actually nice. She seems like someone you would or I would hang out with. Anyway, she seems totally reasonable. She starts out by saying, you know, if you were going to get advice from your boyfriend's ex, would you want it? Would you believe it? (laughs) Those are great starting questions. The answer we find out is no. (laughs) Across the board. (laughs) Across the board, no. Nobody wants this, but Ricky Lake's producers have told her that this is what we're doing today and I think that's what she's here for. This seems very much like a job to Ricky Lake. I like that about her. I don't feel like she 
gets that sick sense of pleasure that Jenny Jones seems to get. Sorry to keep talking about that Jenny Jones, but that was fucking horrific. So the first couple up, this is, oh, it was very calming, especially, okay, <laughs> I just said I didn't want to keep going back to Jenny Jones, but if you'll recall, Jenny Jones threw like, I don't know, 17 people on stage and introduced us to all of them and then went back and forth talking between people. It was so frenetic. It was so hard to take notes. Ricky, like, is... I just feel calmer. I feel calmer just because of the format. There's only three couples to talk about. She introduces them one at a time. When they talk over each other, she tells them to stop. (laughs) So, uh, it was, like, it was calming. It was nice. The first couple, well, I guess, not couple triad I don't want to say threesome obviously not a threesome but there's three of them anyway Mindy is the ex and then Tony and Belinda are a couple now Mindy has Karen as fuck hair (laughs) before it was a thing it's like if you picture Kate Goslin's hair and then do like four more things to it (laughs) that it wasn't as spiky as Kate Goslin kind of went but it was definitely that feel it had a pretty aggressive like part on one side not really like a mushroom cut it was the Kate Goslin I don't know how else to describe that but like I said it just a little bit more 90s Kate Goslin dresses up as a member of TLC I think that would be the best possible description of what her hair is doing she's got like this white long turtleneck on and a long necklace and these flowy pants she looks a treat (laughs) I don't know she looks kind of like she'd be in I want to say in a health food store selling things but that doesn't seem quite right either something in that alley sorry maybe if I wasn't sick I'd be able to think of where 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 I would see this check. Mindy says she came to tell Belinda if he's not in your bed, he's in someone else's. She says pretty much right off the bat, she's had a new boyfriend for a year, so she's not interested in being with Tony. And then she also, I guess it turns out, has a baby by Tony, so it's not even really... <laughs> I feel like you should make a distinction between my ex and someone I have a baby with (laughs) like my ex who I have a baby with because if you have a baby with someone I am I mean that's the kind of experience that really brings you closer that's a unique experience that you don't share with any other person is having your baby with them and I think you're kind of more than an ex at that point to me I mean you you learn things about the other person when you have a baby with them whether you want to or not even if they're not there at all I think you learn that they are not dependable <laughs> and absent there's always something to learn about someone when you have a baby with them that's for sure Tony went to jail for some mysterious reason that no one tells us even <laughs> Ricky is like oh why did he go to jail <laughs> they're like mm you know, I don't want to out him on TV for something 
and she's like, ooh. <laughs> she's like, well, maybe he'll tell us. <laughs> I really appreciate Ricky's energy. She does have a good gal pal energy. When Tony got out of jail, for whatever reason, he was in there. It sounds like he was in there for a while. She bought him clothes. <laughs> There's, it's a, Mindy's not really clear. I don't think she's doing herself a lot of favors. I mean, I understand. It's probably because she has years and years of experiences with this person. And at the end of the day, you just cannot summarize a full relationship verbally for people who haven't been involved in it at all (laughs) even if we gave Mindy the whole 40 minutes to just talk I don't really think we would get any farther (laughs) Um, it's just too much information to give us throughout a conversation so she bought him clothes something something she went to a restaurant and his car was there but it's in her town not his town so she was like why is he in there her friend went in, and she was outside using a payphone, and then she got in her car and hit Tony's car. <laughs> that was, I swear to God, that was the most sense I could make out of her whole story. It, it didn't seem linear. It seemed just to just keep going and get weirder and weirder. So after she hit Tony's car... <laughs> Then she confronted Belinda to say, oh, you know, he's a bad guy. He's a bad dad. I don't know, whatever. I guess she's telling him what she came here to tell her. But Belinda wouldn't listen. (laughs) It's so weird. Why wouldn't you listen to the crazy bitch that just hit your boyfriend's car with her car for, like, no discernible reason? Yeah, I'm sure Belinda didn't listen. (laughs) I wouldn't listen. She just seems like a psycho. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sniffly. I'm so sorry. Then a couple weeks later, Belinda says she met Mimi and Mimi's like, yeah, I'm Tony's new girlfriend. (laughs) And she's like, what? (laughs) I know. What? Like, uh, didn't I just meet your girlfriend? Wasn't her name Belinda? (laughs) Like, she's confusing. Uh, We also find out that while Mindy was pregnant, Tony had another girl pregnant at the same time. They were both one-night stands. This is Mindy that says this. They were both one-night stands. And they had their babies one month apart. (sighs) Okay. Mindy says, this is for Belinda's sake. This is, I'm here for her sake to let her know that, I don't know what kind of guy he is, I guess. Uh, we just hear the same thing from Belinda every time, basically. Every time they're like, so Belinda, what do you think? She's like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> I don't believe her. <laughs> I think she's trying to break us up. Uh, Mindy says, oh, if I was trying to break you up, I could come to your house anytime. No, uh, Mindy, no, you can't. <laughs> I mean, you can, but if they don't answer the door, that's about it. She, you can't make people listen to you. And I want to point out that at this point in the story, I think we've had like two arrests and charges beyond Tony going to jail for a reason he won't tell us, right? Because she hit his car and then didn't something else happen? It's just, it's too much. It's too much. Uh, oh, then she's, oh, okay, that's why. Because at some point she says, someone hit her. Was it Mimi? Like, I don't know, some other person I think it was when she met this other 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 girlfriend, Mimi, and then 
they got in a fight for some reason. She said she got hit. She was like, I have the police report to prove it. Well, I could get the police report to prove it. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I mean, you could have brought it. You knew where you were coming, I guess. It was kind of a side point anyway. I don't think anybody cares about that. I'm just saying that we are already up to two visits by the police minimum. Maybe don't go over to people's houses unsolicited. Maybe that happened more, I guess, in the 90s. I remember that being more of a thing to just go to people's houses. It's funny how now in 2022, they just just the idea of somebody coming to my house uninvited seems aggressive. <laughs> it seems like an aggressive move. And I'd be pretty mad if that happened to me. Not mad, but I would take it as an aggressive mood <laughs> or an aggressive action to just come over and knock. Maybe that's just me. Oh, um, oh, Mindy's new man is up in the audience. He stands up. We all cheer for him. He looks fine, I guess. Ugh, Mindy, a big problem throughout this whole episode is that Mindy and Tony just keep sniping at each other. <laughs> when other people are talking like they can't they obviously have so whatever's happened they have too many feelings about each other to just sit quietly next to each other they're just throwing little pot shots at each other so it kind of makes the whole thing more difficult to hear and to understand Ricky stops them at least a couple of times she stops them out here Oh, that was, oh, sorry, that wasn't even her and Tony, <laughs> sorry, that was Mindy and Belinda were sniping at each other, it's gotta be Mindy, right, she's the problem, she can't keep her mouth shut, uh, anyway, so Ricky stops them shouting over each other to bring out Tony, cause obviously that'll fucking help, uh, Mindy's pregnant again, I think, question mark, it seems like we blew by that really quickly, I'm assuming it's with her new man, as she says, Tony, ugh, Tony makes a big deal. His biggest complaint about Mindy, really, is that his kid sleeps in the living room and Mindy and her boyfriend sleep in the bedroom. Now, uh, okay, I mean, that's not great, like, but it is what it is, right? I know for myself that I didn't, I lived in an apartment when I got pregnant, but it was a two-bedroom apartment, and that was sort of part of the timing that went into it, is that we have a second bedroom available, <clears throat> even though it is an apartment, it's there, so we have a place to put them. Not That wasn't the only reason I had a baby, but that definitely was part of, you know, making an assessment about the timing of it, but... I have a pretty good feeling that Tony doesn't pay fucking child support. So it's kind of shitty <laughs> to put someone in this situation where they don't have enough bedrooms for your kid and then not give them any additional support or funding and then bitch that they don't have enough bedrooms for their kids. I have a feeling, Tony, if you actually pay child support then maybe she would have enough money to upgrade herself to a two-bedroom or a three-bedroom or I don't know how many kids she has. It sounds like a couple, but, you know, I think that goes into it, you dickhead. Don't bitch about, like, don't not help <laughs> and then bitch about the situation. It would be nice if every kid had their own bedroom, but you are part of the problem, Tony, dickhead. She... I don't know, what is this, cheating? I don't know, obviously there's a lot of cheating 
Tony says that was 30 months ago, which was such a weird way to, <laughs> to count time. Was that like two and a half years? Just say two. That's literally two and a half years. Just say two and a half years. Tony, 30 months. Like it's a child. <laughs> like, even a child by two and a half, you can say two and a half. Nobody <laughs> counts the months since you slept with someone. That's fucking weird. He bitches. Remember when he got out of jail and Mindy said that he bought she bought him new clothes and he's like they weren't even new clothes they were used clothes uh you just got out of jail so you take the clothes that someone brought you or if you have other clothes that are better then I guess wear those but don't don't bitch about a gift that she got you even if it was used and then she says that he stole her daughter's Christmas money and smoked it which i I'm sorry, I believe. I don't know. Mindy, I don't... I don't know. I don't believe... I don't know if I believe everything Mindy says, but I do kind of believe that. Or, I mean, that's a big accusation to make if it's completely unfounded. And I was going to say we don't hear Tony deny it. It's hard to tell if he does because they just keep yelling over each other, but I don't know. That had a ring of truth to it she's the problem okay the problem is is that she's not helping herself right Mindy is probably mostly right in all of this but she's just not helping herself because she can't shut up like she can't let Tony say anything without putting her two cents in without saying you're lying it's not true blah 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 like if she hit his car with her car she got in a fight with some other chick like I just you Mindy you gotta learn to take the higher road because you're just not helping the situation Tony's other baby mama is in the audience we meet her and talk to her just as much as anyone else that's on the stage so I don't know why she couldn't have been on the stage if she was gonna be here could have fucking given her a chair instead of making her stand there while everybody else snipes at each other but I guess it's fine even if she had I don't know if it would have helped her (laughs) it would have been worse if she would have been mic'd up but who knows Michelle is wearing a fucking amazing outfit (laughs) she's got this like choker necklace I remember those being all the rage Belinda has a choker necklace too I I, her outfit wasn't very interesting except for this necklace that got more interesting as the episode went through it was like a choker but it had a heart in the middle but the heart had these dots in it like like circle well you know what dots are circles it kind of made it look like eyes with like a little mouth it was just a weird choice I don't know it was pretty ugly but it was also a choker so obviously this was we see a lot of chokers in the audience and stuff too obviously it was a a trend in case you didn't know 30 years later I'm here to tell you that chokers were a trend in 1996 um sorry sorry Michelle has this like crazy poodle hair which is like it's all curly and teased and then she's got a whole mess of it on the top it's kind of flat on the sides and then it poofs out again at the bottom at first I wrote she had a leopard print dress but it wasn't it was floral print but it was like small flowers not kind of big big flowers so it kind of had a an animal print effect and she's got hoops big old hoops Belinda believes no one. She doesn't believe Michelle. She doesn't believe Mindy. She's like, I don't care what any of you are saying. 
I don't know. Like I said, it's kind of fair enough. I think Mindy could probably <laughs> do herself a favor and kind of calm down and mm, just take the high road, like I said. We come back from a commercial break and Ricky's like, Michelle was screaming during the break. Michelle was the one in the audience with the choker and the poodle hair. I'm glad we missed that, I guess, on the break. Uh, she says Tony's always with different girls at every drop-off. She's like, listen, Tony's really charming. When you meet him, you feel like you're the only girl in the world. And he's like that with everyone, like at jobs and stuff. He just, when he's there, he's like the greatest person when he's paying attention to you. And then as soon as he leaves, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> that guy's a dick. <laughs> I think we all know people like that. Mindy and Tony, like Michelle's trying to talk and Mindy and Tony are just sniping at each other again. So we really don't get anywhere. Tony and Belinda say they've been together for over two years. A uh, big question mark on that. Cause again, Michelle says that every time he shows up for drop off, uh, he's with a different girl. And also at some point, Melinda says that Mindy and Michelle's babies are like baby babies, like not kids. So they can't really be more than two and a half years old, I would think, or maybe three. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry about the snuffles, guys. I'm really trying <laughs> trying my best. I don't like it. Oh, it sucks to be sick. I'm sorry. Stay with me, guys. <laughs> it means a lot. I'm sorry. Uh, why are you here today, Tony? That's what they ask. He has two points he wants us to know. I mean, first of all, that's kind of a stupid question. Obviously, he's there to defend himself, <laughs> clearly. But beyond that, I guess he says he wants to show us that not all men are bad. I don't know what you think in your representation here, Tony, has communicated that to us. Basically, nothing that I can see. <laughs> You've kind of just, if anything, convinced me that all guys are bad, if anything. But good effort and then he gets into this weird point where he's like and also you know they say interracial marriages don't work and I can see why because our baby has straight hair I assume there was more point that he was gonna make there and it wasn't just about the straight hair basically Mindy is white Tony is black and Belinda is black and apparently this is I'm not saying interracial relationships aren't difficult or maybe they don't have their own challenges that I wouldn't, you know, be privy to. I do believe that they probably still do even, I mean, 30 years later, they still do, I'm sure. So yeah, in the 90s, I, I get that. Oh my gosh, this was before see, Save the Last Dance. So what a world changer that movie was. I can't, I can't imagine in a pre-Save the Last Dance world. <laughs> what an interracial relationship was like I don't know really that much about it to be honest so I can't speak to it either way I feel culturally like it's different now than it was 30 years ago but even 30 years ago it wasn't I mean it wasn't the 50s like it wasn't illegal I feel like more people more people were okay with it but yeah I know a lot of people probably weren't and still aren't because some people are shitheads there's this crazy looking woman in the audience who just stands there. I don't think that we even get a question from her. I felt like the first time I watched it, 
she was standing there for a while and then when I went to watch it again to take notes I saw her and I was like oh there's that chick and I waited for her to say something and she didn't say something it almost sounded like she or it seemed like she stood up to say something and then all these people were just bitching at each other and she didn't even get a chance to speak but she looked crazy when she started not crazy I don't know, she looked like a personality she looked like someone that you'd be like oh I gotta talk to that person and find out what they're about she had like she had her arms crossed she was sort of boxy she had her hair kind of slicked back her shirt was so loud it was like rectangles and colors primary colors it was very bold like she had glasses it just she just seemed like someone that had something to say and I can't tell you what she said because I either missed it on the second rewatch or maybe she just didn't get a chance to because of all the ridiculous yelling and fighting we get a little audience that's the other thing that's better about Ricky Leaker. at least this episode is we get a couple audience questions here or there but mostly she saves it for the end which I also appreciate here we just get one little audience, not not that the audience member is little, but just a little comment from them. You know, if he did it to two women, he'll probably do it again to you, which is absolutely correct. Now we meet our second triad, if you will. Yvonne and Charles and Ashley. So Yvonne's the ex. The first time I saw Yvonne's look, I was like, whoa, <laughs> she came up on the screen and I was like, oh shit. Um, it's the same feeling I get if any of you listening watch Sister Wives as well. I listen to a lot of Sister Wives recap podcasts because I find it's my favorite way to absorb that information with ha- without having to actually watch it. But when I do watch it, anytime Mary comes onto the screen in a confessional, I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> like, just from her look, it's so startling. <laughs> um, that's exactly how I felt when Yvonne came on the screen. I was like, oh no. Um, she, oof, oof. It doesn't help Kate. When I looked at her face, I, when I stopped and looked closely at her face, I don't think she's a bad looking girl by any means. This is about choices, okay? Yvonne has... I wish there was a better word for it. I'm sure there's a nicer word for it. But Yvonne has very, like, squinty eyes. Like, they're very narrow, naturally. My husband has the same type of eyes. So I get that that doesn't always read good on camera. Her eyebrows... I mean, fuck, I wanted to talk. Her eyebrows are, like, the 90s sort of thin. And they're also maybe, like half an inch too high <laughs> and then her hair is like back like that same like back comb teased look it, it makes her look like she's currently in a wind tunnel <laughs> because it just her eyes are squinty like she can't look at the wind her eyebrows are up like they're being pushed up by the wind and her hair <laughs> looks oh looks whipped all the way back by the wind it's such a it's the real wind tunnel type of look and then I didn't even see until the rewatch that she actually has a, a mullet like a real mullet she has all that going on that I just described and then there's a mullet <laughs> 
and it just hangs down sadly like it didn't get invited into the wind tunnel party i don't know if she looks crazy like i said it's just such a look when someone comes onto the screen like that and you're like oh no like she just got bombed or something they go back and forth i think yvonne's basically saying that charles is using ashley for her money Something about, like, he reused the engagement rings. He had an engagement ring for Yvonne, and then he took it back and gave it to Ashley. But then Yvonne says, oh, but I got this ring that he bought from you. And then Ashley's like, burn on you. He found that ring at the gym. <laughs> just, just, I, don't, I don't know how that makes it better. I mean, she still has it. <laughs> I don't know. And then Yvonne says Ashley bought... Charles chains and then offered them to Yvonne but Yvonne didn't take them but Yvonne's like I still ride in your car (laughs) I don't know basically your point is that Charles is just using Ashley for all her shit could could definitely be true I don't know Uh, Charles tells Yvonne oh she says sorry this is Charles well we don't know if Charles says this or not but Yvonne says that Charles tells her that he's using Ashley for her money, but the sex with Ashley is, quote, not good at all. Ouch. (laughs) For Ashley. I don't know. To me, I'm a words of affirmation person, right? I feel like if someone said that to me, I'd have to make dead fucking sure that my significant other didn't actually say it, or we would not be together anymore, because that would really hurt my feelings, especially on TV. That sucks. I don't know. I believe it, I guess. Yvonne told her this months ago and she didn't believe her. So she had, she had, had to come to Ricky Lake. Because I guess she thought that would put her in a more um, absorbent frame of mind, I guess. Accepting frame of mind. Sure. Charles called Yvonne at some point this is what Ashley says she says the first okay so Yvonne came to her a few months ago she told her all this shit Charles called Yvonne on I'm assuming speakerphone I guess she didn't say that it sounded like speakerphone I don't know if we even had speakerphone in the 90s we must have right Charles called Yvonne and she was like haha that dumb bitch believed me haha what an idiot and basically admitted that she was lying Ricky, this made me uncomfortable. Again, it wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't untrue, (laughs) I guess. Ricky keeps being like, Yvonne, you're so angry. And just to be clear, that wouldn't, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just being oversensitive. But, like, Yvonne and Charles are black and Ashley is white. And the way that Ricky keeps saying, I don't think she's really... I don't really put this on Ricky. I think it's just maybe she didn't realize, but it it doesn't. It this does not bring me joy. Okay, that's what I'm trying to say. Ricky keeps being like Yvonne. You seem so angry. Like you're so angry. <laughs> Why are you so angry? She keeps using this angry word, and I was like, I don't love it that we brought her out on stage. And she is, I guess, angry. But honestly, Mindy seems more angry. But I don't know. I just, it didn't bring me joy that we bring these people out and then call the, like, nobody called, okay, that's what bothers me, I think, is that nobody called Mindy angry 
Mindy's white and then Yvonne comes out and everyone's like oh you're so angry you're angry you're angry and I was like I don't know like I just don't think it's a good look I mean we all know kind of like the angry black woman stereotype and like I said it just it doesn't bring me joy to see it kind of play out in that way on the stage that's a bummer Charles comes out this is where Charles comes out he gives Ashley this really awkward hug. It, it's so uncomfortable looking. It doesn't really, I don't know what anyone's hug. I guess it's just an awkward situation, but it was an awkward fucking hug, that's for sure. Um, Yvonne is talking, talking. She's like, my mom knows everything you do. He's like, why are you bringing your mom into this? She's like, she knows everything you do. She takes care of my baby. And Charles comes back like, quote, Unlike your fat such and such, which was kind of funny. I don't think he's right. Like, you know what I mean? If you're, yeah, of course, you need childcare. She's working, is what it is. It's not that she's just like letting her baby, you know, free will around the apartment. It's just that, you know, her mom watches the baby while she goes to work because she doesn't have a fucking reliable dad to help her. Dickhead. Another accusation from. Uh, baby daddy will say who which is entirely his own fault (laughs) very much his own fault I'm sorry for sniffling guys I'm so sorry I'm sorry for apologizing about sniffling as well because I'm sure sure that's just as annoying there's a woman in the audience I think she says something but it's not interesting there's a woman in the audience who has a red and white vertical striped short sleeve blazer it's very eye-catching. You must know when you're wearing something like that into the eye. I wonder if they give people these weird outfits on purpose to make them more noticeable. Ricky's like, no hitting, no hitting. Ricky says, like, we're not going to hit each other. And then basically immediately Yvonne and Charles stand up and puff their chests at each other. And then it cuts to the audience for... It was obviously purposeful. I think Charles probably hit Yvonne is what I think happened. He looked like he swung at her, at least, and then the we just pan to the audience for, I don't know, like five to ten seconds, which doesn't, I don't know if that sounds loud or not, but it seemed, when you're trying to watch and see what happens, it's a very obvious amount of time to just cut away from what's going on on stage. Nothing's going on in the audience, so I don't know what happened. Something they didn't want to show. Obviously, I have a feeling maybe Charles hit her after. She's like, I'm okay. I'm okay. Uh, But Charles is taken backstage. Ricky is kind of... I mean, this is the give and take of all these shows. It's like the internal uh, paradox of the whole thing. Is that obviously they can't encourage people to fight. I mean, eventually later on Jerry Springer, they they do kind of get into that. But even at the beginning, (laughs) when they first started having these fights and stuff on Jerry Springer, they were like, no, you can't fight. They have bouncers, right? Because they can't let people fight on stage. It's such a liability. I'm sure they never get insurance. I'm sure the, well, I almost said FDA. I don't know. It's the CRTC in Canada. I don't know what it is in the States, but I'm sure there's some kind of TV governing body that is like, no, you're not allowed to just let random people fight out their issues on TV. But at the same time, they know that it's good for ratings, right? So it's kind of, I feel like every time they're like, oh, no, don't fight. 
and you just see dollar signs like lighting up their eyes the whole time. We get a psychotherapist, Stephen Fox. We get his credentials. This guy is literally Phoebe's boyfriend in Friends. <laughs> if anybody else remembers that episode where Phoebe starts dating this, I don't know, psychologist or whatever, and he starts psychoanalyzing them, and it's uncomfortable. <laughs> He's literally this guy. He talks so slow. He makes measured points. I'm assuming he's trying not to catch like a malpractice suit or something, but he's talking very slowly. <laughs> he has kind of a deep voice. Charles says Yvonne's not worth it. So he just lied. That's what we 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 drop in with Charles backstage and he's like, you know, she's not worth it. So he's not worth a ring or she's not worth whatever. So I just lied to her and said they get married, whatever. Okay. And then Ricky Lake's like, okay, but physical violence is never the solution. We have to keep putting that. We can't get Ricky Lake sued, okay? So we have to keep saying that <laughs> so that we'll have some kind of defense if this ever goes to court, if someone actually gets, like, for realsies hurt. The psychologist launches it. Okay, this was another thing that made me <laughs> uncomfortable. It didn't bring me joy. They're like, well, what do you think, Mr. Psychotherapist? What do you think is going on with Yvonne and Charles? And he's like, well, there's clearly a culture of violence. I mean, these people did just attack each other. So I, it's like, I can't argue with that. But again, I don't really love that that's the language that we're using to talk about to black people. Honestly, like culture of violence. I don't know. It just, it's... <laughs> It seemed like a veiled way of saying that it was because they were black that they got violent with each other. I don't even want to, I don't even feel good saying that out loud just to explain what I felt he was saying. I just, it's gross. It's, ugh, it's gross. It's gross in like a insidious way, right? Like Jenny Jones was gross in a very obvious, like, what the fuck is wrong with you screaming at children way. But I feel like Ricky Lake has really thrown some very sneaky racist remarks into the situation and he talks a little bit he says culture of violence blah 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 maybe like one more sentence and then he's like he's like Ricky Lake's like well why did Yvonne get so upset and he's like well I think Yvonne got so upset because of the situation (laughs) yeah no shit (laughs) that's probably why she is upset the situation perfect that explains everything thank you if I went to a psychotherapist and they told me I was getting emotional because of the situation I was in yeah I I wouldn't pay that bill I'll tell you that uh the audience there's an audience member who goes back to Belinda and she's like I had I was in your situation basically you know where the ex was telling me things I didn't believe it turned out to be true what do you need? A brick to fall on your head <laughs> to get out of this? That's what she says. A brick to fall on your head. She's he had two women pregnant at the same time and he was doing drugs. Obviously he's not your guy. <laughs> uh there's an audience person. People in the audience keep messing up everyone's name and undermining their own questions. <laughs> so that happens a couple of times. What I take away from this Charles and Yvonne situation the most is that Charles like accuses Yvonne of lying about all of this, 
But then also he just admitted he was lying to her because he said, I don't know, basically because he doesn't feel she has any value as a person, I guess. So it's fine to lie to people if you don't think that they have any inherent value. Yikes. So I can't, I'm going to have to side with Yvonne on this because, I mean, I just don't. What is that? Like, you can't call someone a liar and then immediately admit that you're lying about them. That's stupid. Now we get to the last little triad. This gets confusing. Here's the thing. The ex's name is Sherry. She is Alicia Silverstone. (laughs) Alicia Silverstone. She looks exactly like Alicia Silverstone. She is dressed exactly like Alicia Silverstone would dress, I believe. And so I started writing in my notes, Alicia, <laughs> just admit it, like just referring to her as Alicia, because I was like, I'm never going to remember that this chick's name is Sherry. And then it turns out that the couple that is together is Dale and Alicia. And I was like, oh, shit, <laughs> her name is actually Alicia. So we can't, uh, we can't call Sherry Alicia, but just know that when I say Sherry, picture Alicia Silverstone and then don't get confused later when I say Alicia. Okay, thanks. Um, Sherry describes love bombing, basically. She's like, I met Dale. He love bombed the shit out of me. We dated for like five months until we got married and then immediately he changed. I have a suspicion. It kind of goes both ways. I don't know exactly that this is what the situation is. Once we meet Dale, it seems like maybe it's not the case. But to me... All the love bombing and then kind of rushing into a marriage after five months. Like, liars know, I think, that they can't keep it up, right? So, if someone's love bombing you and rushing a marriage, that's like a big, big, big red flag, I think. Because they are literally just trying to get you down the aisle and locked into something that you're going to have a harder time getting out of. I don't think there's any other reason to rush it like that. She also says he lied about his past in like a Mr. Wickham way where he told her all these sad stacks, sad sack stories about his childhood and growing up and stuff. And then it turned out not to be true where she's like, it's not a huge deal. Like it wasn't, they weren't material lies about like things going on between them. But it's shitty. And it didn't feel great when she found out. Alicia, like real Alicia, has curly ass fucking bangs. They're like a big, big floof, but not not the baby bangs that are floofed. I mean, like she has a floof of bangs up. They're curly, they're teased, they're big. They don't want to fight. Well, Sherry says she doesn't want to fight. She's genuinely concerned about Alicia. She's just like, I'm not saying don't marry him. I'm just saying slow down don't rush into it look into things like if he says something then just check it out because I believed him and a lot of stuff turned out not to be true she says she believes he cheated but she has no proof so she's like I'm not saying anything that's not true or that I can't prove I'm just saying you know take it all with a great assault Alicia oh this is funny (laughs) Uh, Alicia's like, I am taking it slow. I'm not an idiot. I've been divorced before, so and cheated on before by my ex, so I know what to look out for. <laughs> this is very funny though. She's like, 
immediately undermines herself without even realizing it in that very cute 20-something way where she's like, I'm 24 years old now and I'm a big girl. I know better. (laughs) And there's this like chuckle, like the whole audience goes like, (laughs) and Ricky's like, what is everyone? Oh, because the 24 thing. Like she, everybody knows right away. Everyone's like, "Tiki, you fucking idiot." Nobody knows. I mean, I remember being twenty four, and I remember I would have been the same. I would have said the same thing, but it's just like every everyone's like, "No, twenty four, you're a baby." Sorry, uh, Dale, the man in this is leaving leaving for army tomorrow. Ricky's like, what does that mean? <laughs> She's like, he's leaving for the army tomorrow. <laughs> uh, so, okay. She goes on about some long plan they have. He's going to get back at Christmas and they're going to go here or there. Maybe here, maybe not there. I don't know. It was very convoluted and nobody nobody cares about that. And then whenever that's done, I guess. I don't know. This army stuff is just as unclear as that other guy who went to jail for reasons we don't know. Maybe for hitting a chick because I think he just hit Yvonne. So you know what? Probably that or something like that. Who knows? Uh, Anyway, once he's done training for army, uh, maybe she'll move to follow him wherever he gets stationed. So that's where they are in their relationship. Hopefully, you know, it doesn't say, I don't know. Who knows? She says she doesn't care what Sherry's saying because she's heard it from other people, which, um, I don't know, like the same story or similar stories from other people. Because if you've heard similar stories from other people, girl, you gotta run. <laughs> it's not good. She's like, I'm just meeting Sherry for the first time. So, yeah, I don't know. If you're hearing the same thing from lots of people, then it's probably true, right? If other people are telling you about Sherry's situation, then I I don't know. And she, Alicia, says that he only lied to her once, and it was about Sherry. Well, she's like, he only lied to me one time. <laughs> Ricky Lake's like, uh, you want to tell us about that? <laughs> like, what did he lie to you about? And then he doesn't even know what she's talking about, but she's like, well... When we met, he said he was separated from Sherry, but then they were separated, but they had this house, and then a couple times they were there together by themselves, I guess, and Alicia didn't know about it. I guess that's the lie. Also, she says she met him when he was working at Dairy Mart. I don't know what Dairy Mart is, but it's <laughs> it sounds cute. I'm glad he's... I don't know. I assume he's trying to better his life, right? Going in the army and stuff. I wonder if that was like, I guess that must have been before he broke up with Sherry. So maybe he's growing up. Maybe honestly, if they're all young, like, you know, yeah, they're probably still growing up. It's probably not a huge deal. Mindy, if you remember Mindy from the first story, the Kate Goslin who just couldn't stop her mouth to save herself. She accuses Dale of trying to pawn off Alicia to go out with someone else last night at the hotel. I love when the inner workings of, like, all these people obviously stayed at the hotel, I guess. 
in close proximity to each other and had some kind of interactions. I love it when that bleeds out onto the stage. That's very fun. Dale's confused. He's like, I didn't even see any of those guys pawn someone off. And they're like, no, it was you. You were doing it. It's just, it's kind of it's always confusing when they bring that in, but it's always interesting to me to, I don't know, to get like other people's reactions, especially because they're in the same or similar situation. Uh, Dale's like, you know what? I think it's normal to kind of put your best face on when you first meet someone and you're in the honeymoon phase, and then yeah, things kind of fall apart. You can't keep that up forever. Again, that just seems like part of, you know, that's a lesson that hopefully he's learned by now, but it's something we all kind of learn, I think, in a way. The psych, what is he, a psychoanalyst or psychotherapist or whatever chimes in to say that he thinks the move to another state was a trigger. (laughs) And this really comes down, oh my gosh, (laughs) this, this really comes down to the difference between how men and women communicate. Now, I do believe that there is a difference in male-female brain structure, how we naturally communicate, what that looks like, and how to work through that. I don't think that's what's going on here. (laughs) At least that doesn't seem to have entered the situation. Like, I don't... What the fuck? Like, why even say that? It's like one of those things, it's like, it's not... It's not untrue. I just don't see how it relates to this situation at all. So I can't even really, I can't even try to like paste it on top anywhere. Where does this piece fit? I don't know. Alicia says it's hard to get Dale to talk, but when he does, he tells her everything. They seem, I mean, they seem fine, I guess. We get a little cut for like next week on Ricky Lake. And that was a little bit upsetting. It's some kind of anti-gay preacher. And he uses the F slur. And I'll say a lot of things, (laughs) language-wise, that don't bother me. There's, like, a short list of words that truly bother me. They're probably not mostly the ones you're thinking, but this is definitely one. And I didn't enjoy hearing it on TV, even if it was 30 years ago TV. That's gross. Well, we go to the audience for questions. The first girl, like, really fucks everyone's name up. She's like, I have to say something to you, you, and you. And Ricky Lake's like, who are you talking about? <laughs> like, we're just looking at you and you're just pointing. But we can't, there's no shot of the audience member with the stage, right? So we would never be able to know who you're talking about. And she's like, I have something for you, you, and you. Uh, who are you talking about? She's like, Belinda. They're like, that's not Belinda. <laughs> it's like, it's so rough. And then she's like, okay, well, Ricky Lake's like, well, how about just generally? <laughs> like, what's your point? Uh, who even cares? By that point, it was like, it wasn't, I don't even think it was a strong enough point to begin with. It was basically like, get some sense in your head. The next person is like, basically to boil it down won't somebody think of the children (laughs) they're like the kids are fine she's like yeah but if you guys are fighting like this on stage then you're probably fighting at home and that's not good for the kids that's a good point sounds like there's a lot of kids involved in some of these we see a little shot like that person says that in the audience and then ricky has to like 
hustle over to the other side of the audience to talk to the next person. She does one of those cute little like hustle runs where she's like, oh, gotta get over there through the audience. Poor, poor girl. Uh, then Belinda brings up at this point that she has four kids. Belinda's the first story, if you'll recall. She has four kids and she just doesn't have time to track down her man and check up on him and chase down all of these little accusations that come from other people, which just seemed, I don't know, that seemed weird. Like (laughs) if everyone's telling you he's not trustworthy and you're like, ugh, I just don't have time to check if he's trustworthy for myself, but I just believe him. It's easier. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know that Belinda's right in this either, to be honest. Well, the psycho, I keep forgetting, psychotherapist, he, uh, you know, sums it up by saying people do change, which is true. I think, I don't know if he's just talking about that last situation. I mean, people can change, it's true. It sounds maybe like Dale kind of just had some growing up to do. I don't know if those other guys are going to change. Seems like maybe not. Ricky is like, well, this has been exhausting. I'm exhausted. <laughs> and I was like, same girl. <laughs> yeah. That, that seems correct. Uh, and then she put some kind of button on it. I didn't really even listen to it. It was just like, I don't know. Listen to all these stories you've heard. And some people, you know, maybe they change. Maybe they're liars. Who knows? Bye, guys. <laughs> It was nice. It was sweet. I enjoyed I enjoyed going to Ricky Lake for this one. There's only so many. I kind of wanted to dip my toe into each individual flavor. <laughs> dip my toe into the flavor. It's gross. Um, I just wanted a little tasty taste of each one of these different talk show personalities. And I'm working through it. Ricky Lake felt better than Jenny Jones a little bit. I said maybe more insidiously bad but it was a lot calmer I'll say that it was a lot calmer and that's good for me (laughs) my mental health I don't think I could do two Jenny Joneses in a row that's just too much but thank you for listening to me and thank you for putting up with my stuffy nose with all my sniffles with my voice that sounds kind of weird I appreciate your time Thank you so much for listening and I will see you next week. Oh, I forgot to say, oh shoot, sorry. I should have put this at the top and now I'm all stuffly, so sorry. (laughs) But if you have any feedback or anything that you want to reach out and let me know, you can reach me at realityrootspod at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening and have a great week. Bye guys.